0: Welcome to the Zappos.com podcast, where we strive to inspire, communicate, educate, and entertain. Support for today's Zappos podcast comes from the Zappos expertise team, who can help you to leverage Zappos experts to propel your business to the next level of growth. For more information on Zappos expertise, please visit their website at expertise.zappos.com.
1: So back in 2008, we had uh, layoffs. The economy wasn't doing very well, and neither were our sales, so we made the tough decision to um, scale back, and uh, while that was a really hard day, I was still on the events team, and we had to think of things that we could do uh, more with less, do more with less as our eighth core value, and uh, we needed events for Customer Service Week. Now, Customer Service Week is an entire week filled with the love of customer service through events and little trinkets and just engaging our employees. And so my boss and I were brainstorming ways that we could absolutely celebrate this kind of holiday for us. And my cousin had just had a birthday party for her four-year-old son and in that birthday party she hired like this magician who brought all these animals for the kids to pet and play with and he brought out iguanas and chickens and hens and all this stuff and I looked at my boss and I said to her what do you think of bringing a petting zoo to campus and it was kind of a crazy idea um, but we ultimately went for it. So. I found a petting zoo for birthday parties, for kids' birthday parties, and I called them and I asked if they had a llama, because I love llamas, and they said, we do, he's a miniature llama, and we're like, oh my God, even better. So uh, during customer service week, we had one day of um, a petting zoo on campus, and of course they brought goats and chickens and ducks and um, all kinds of various farm animals, and they brought their llama. And when our employees saw the llama, they freaked out and he was all over our Facebook pages. Um, And he ended up, we ended up kind of like adopting him, if you would, as our Zappos llama. And since 2008, 2009, um, the llama's just been around uh, on campus. Now he appears on our t-shirts and our swag items. And it's kind of like our unofficial mascot.
0: This new series of our podcast episodes will be focusing on stories from the newly released Power of Wow book, which is essentially the follow-up to Tony Shea's best-selling Delivering Happiness book. We'll be sharing stories from Zappos employees from every part of the organization, powerful lessons they have learned during their tenure about business and about life. I'm Jean Markell, and on today's episode, I'm chatting with Maritza Lewis from the Zappos Engage team. Welcome, Maritza. Hi. Thanks for being here. Uh, To get started, this is a really... Difficult question. You're not going to be able to answer this. Um, but to get started, I understand that your parents have five daughters, but yet they name their restaurant after you. So, what's up with that?
1: Are you the oldest? The youngest? Are you their favorite? Yeah, you would think that I was the oldest. Um, the story behind that. Are you the I'm, the, I'm the second oldest. Ooh, that one, Okay. I know my older sister was pissed. Um, her <laughs> that name must is... be. Is it ugly like on Thanksgiving <laughs> and holidays? A little bit. A little bit. We've worked it out. We worked okay. it out. Um, my older sister's name is Carmen. And my mom's name is Carmen, and my grandmother's name is Carmen. And oddly enough, my grandparents own a restaurant as well, and they named it Carmen's. So there you have it. So well, you, you were
0: second in line. You were the second name in line, perhaps. I was not
1: second choice. Um, I like to say. <laughs> I believe that I said I'm in line not choice. choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but also uh, because my parents immigrated to the U.S. Uh, when my mom was pregnant with my my older sister, she was my dad could not cross the border, so he missed her birth. And um, by the time I came around, he was um, in the U.S. legally, and he had all his documentation, and he was living here with my mom and uh, he got to see me be born. And it traumatized him so much that the rest of my third, <laughs> like, the three other sisters, um, he just decided to wait in the waiting room. Um, so, uh, growing up, there was a running joke in my family that I am my dad's favorite, um, but legit, he's told me now as a grown-up, like, yep, nope, you were always my favorite. You're always my favorite. You're my girl. You're my number one. And um, so I, I just I like want to, to interject say... that this podcast is going to be shared external audiences, so if you're
0: yeah. it, you're okay with your, your family hearing that your dad has told you you're his
1: favorite? Yeah, parents have favorites. All right,
0: well, now I've I've heard about birth. That's great. And um, (laughs) speaking of family, I also know that your husband, Jeff, works here at Zappos. Did you meet him here?
1: Uh, We did not meet here. We were um, very unhappy in Las Vegas. Uh, We had moved here as just boyfriend and girlfriend. We moved uh, into my parents' house here, and um, we didn't like the city. We didn't like the weather, and we came from San Diego, which is beautiful every single day and that's where our families are but we decided we decided to be adventurous and open-minded and try Las Vegas out I hear adventurous and open-minded might be one of our core values I just it want to throw that out be.
0: there that was
1: very good the way you ah, that. You like that yeah Thanks. Um, so uh, about six months in um, I told my boyfriend at the time uh, Jeff I said babe I hate my job I hate the city what the heck are we doing let's get out and he goes yeah, let's let's leave. He goes, come home. I go, okay. And so I've never quit on the spot ever. Um, and I quit my job on the spot. And I Please got don't ever home. do that here. Oh, God, no, no, okay. never. Okay. No. I mean, I was so young. Um, I was like, barely a baby. Um, so I got home. And I said, Okay, like, let's pack up and go. And we looked at our finances. And it takes money to move back to San Diego and we didn't have any. So I said, okay, well let me just look for something like part-time and whatever. Let's just, you know, get get a little bit of savings going. And I went on monster.com and I saw Zappos had an opening for their CLT, their customer loyalty team, uh, taking phone calls about shoes. And I wear a very large size. I'm a size oh, well, I was a size 11 back then. Now I'm a size 12. Let's not talk about it. And you just talked about it by the I know. way, so <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Okay, and um, I had purchased shoes from Zappos in the past because uh, they do all kinds of sizing and all kinds of styles. And I said, "Oh, I can talk about shoes. That'll that'll be fun. That'll be fine, right? It'll six months, and then we'll be back in San Diego." And I applied. How many years ago was that? That was a little over 13 years ago. And um, I applied and I got hired right away. And I came home and I told my boyfriend at the time, my my now husband, oh my God, this place takes you around with a tour flag and people get to wear regular clothes to work. And there's no upselling and no call times. And they have free insurance and there's free sandwiches every single day. It's the sandwiches that did it, it, right? It's the sandwiches. It really sold me. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he said, can I apply? And I was like, yeah, apply. And he was working as a bank teller And he was miserable, and uh, he also got the job. So we started on the same day. Um, But I always say, don't get twisted. I got hired first. Oh, got it. Okay. So just so we're clear on who's your who's the favorite of your
0: father, and who got hired first between you and your husband. Okay.
1: I mean, I'm quite the catch. Okay. Just
0: saying. Yeah. Again, and the the humility (laughs) just rings through. But actually, so since you both work at Zappos, um, can that be difficult with like work-life balance? I mean, like, do you guys just talk about Zappos? incessantly when you're out of the office or how do you how do you keep that so that's not all that you're living and breathing
1: right so a lot of people ask me um is it hard to work with your husband aren't you guys like sick of each other and yeah sometimes it is yeah sometimes I don't want to see him (laughs) um um, but we work on different floors and different departments and we just we went out to lunch for the first time in about a month yesterday um but how do we turn it off we we don't Zappos is a part of our lives and um we don't consistently talk about it, right? But it it is. It's a part of our lives, and it's a part of our children's lives, Mm -hmm. and um, we're very thankful for everything that we've been able to do here and everything that Zappos has really given us. I mean, when we um, came here, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. We are now married, we have a house, we have two beautiful children, and um, we have incorporated Zappos into our lives. So there's not really like an off switch. Well, I've heard you say, um,
0: actually, in the Power of Wow book, you said one of the things that you liked most about being here is the ability to shift around. Uh, take on different roles in different areas, and I'd love to talk about that more. So can you tell me about your journey up until your current role with the Engage team? Um, you mentioned you know, coming in starting at the call center, but what are all the different things that you've done when you've been here? What are the different you know, roles you've held throughout the years? Yeah,
1: I've been really lucky to really um, learn and grow here at Zappos um, in my personal life and then just in my career life. I started on the phones, and uh, that was really fun. I actually really like our customers. Um, they're usually really happy, uh, which is odd for a call center. Um, We were given all the Freedom in the world to really make that customer um, have a wow experience while talking to them. So that was really liberating. Um, And so I stuck with the call center for uh, three years. I loved it. I was on the phones and then I went to the QA team and then I went to the R desk, the resource desk. They're pirates, so R desk, if you would. And they handle the uh, more exciting uh, customer calls, maybe a lost package, maybe um, a DMCR, which maybe um, that's when UPS uh, delivers something, but the Sounds customer can like disease, DMCR. Can't. It does, yeah, yeah, it does. Don't catch it, it sucks. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> the customer, you know, ordered something and unfortunately it wasn't delivered or they got something and it was the wrong merchandise. Uh, so we're dealing with the warehouses and we're dealing with maybe customers that aren't super, super happy. But again, we're given all the tools to um, absolutely wow. So those calls were always fun.
0: Fantastic. And then how long did you stay in, so you said three years, regular CLT, Three years
1: total in CLT. Okay, then Q and so A. Yep. Uh, yeah, Q and A. Um, the r desk, and then I went on the scheduling team, which was really fun. So they um, do um, all the vacations and the sick times, and they handle the call volume and make sure reps are servicing our customers to the um, absolute level that um, we require. Uh, if there's a lot of emails in the queue, we throw people on emails. Um, live chat wasn't a thing back then, so but now. Way it, it way is back way, then, in those ages. Then. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was really. Fun and then um, you took you t- were part of like training and le- leadership development for at some point.
0: Were you as far as training classes or what? what what's that background?
1: I was so um, for CLT. I was a mentor. Mm-hmm. And um, after three years in CLT, I got approached by a, a lady named Jamie Naughton asking me to I've heard of her. I, yeah, yeah, I hope you have. she's amazing. Um, she uh, asked me to apply for an open position that she had because she heard that like I, she heard some good stuff about me apparently on the floor, but she asked me to apply for a cruise ship position, and the cruise ship was a fairly new team that would focus primarily on events and engagement opportunities and recognition and charity. And I applied, and I got the job. So I did leave CLT, and um, I uh, did that job for about three years. So we started the Wishes program and the Zoller store and our anniversary program for our employees. And we had... Um, events, and we had the first winter fest and the first fall festival, and we brought the llama to Zappos. Um, so those were uh, wonderful, like three years spent, uh, making our employees really happy, which was fun. And then um, I was asked to apply for a training role. So just to
0: recap, you had three years of making customer happy, customers happy, three years of making employees happy, and
1: then you took a leap of faith to do what? To do something to do, different? To do training, to work on our new hire training and um, to train uh, our employees on um, just various things like uh, changes within the company, things that we were trying to focus on, building classes, building content, and presenting, which really um, kind of made me pee my pants a little because I have a lot of stage fright, and it took me totally out of my comfort zone, which was all also exciting. So yes, mm-hmm. I took the leap of faith and I became a trainer. I started out in new hire training and then um, I went into just um, the regular training as uh, for Zappos University. And are you doing that still now? No, I was asked uh, by Stephen Bautista who is now leading the engagement team um, if I would be interested in maybe coming back and helping um, elevate our current programs and events and recognition um, for our employees. And I said, yes. So after six and a half years in the training team, I am now um, the lead link of a team called Connect, where we uh, work on connecting our employees internally through events and uh, and programs.
0: Do you feel in some ways that it's kind of come full, full circle in some ways, like your your cruise ship gig that you had like six, seven years ago and now kind of back Focusing on this team, I mean, obviously you're doing different initiatives, but is there kind of a a parallel there in some, in some regard? There is.
1: It's kind of um, dusting off the cobwebs a little bit because, like, events really, you know, don't change as far as how you put them on and how um, how you advertise, how you market, stuff like that. So the events themselves haven't. Absolutely, one hundred percent changed as far as organization is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything has gotten really modern. And I always practice doing more with less. Uh, my boss he'll he'll laugh if I get a Groupon or a coupon or if I use like a membership discount or something in order to get the absolutely. Like, I know. I personally prices. know you are very thrifty. So, I am. You know. I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like <laughs> I, I like doing more with less. I get a high from it. It's weird. It's fine. Um, but now the programs um, when I stepped away, they they became way more than I ever thought they would, and a lot of it has been really over my head, really exciting, really... um but a fun learning experience. Fun? Yeah, yeah, fun. And um it's nice because my boss and I'll never say this to his face. Uh he's a good boss. His name's Stevie and he 100% trusts me and he has my back with um, all my crazy ideas. I want uh four parking spaces in our parking garage to put a mural to honor our rock stars and our entourage winners um from each month. Um there's only four winners a month and I wanted four amazing parking spaces um, that are highly sought after and he looks at me and he says no I'll give you five and we'll make them we'll restripe them and we'll make them extra wide because rock stars get extra wide spaces and I said awesome so he really like has my back and he really believes in me so the programs have now become super elevated and nothing that I ever could have imagined years
0: ago that's incredible um, well pivoting a little bit I um, you know back to the power of Wow book you I, I, I read through uh, a lot of what you wrote which was super inspiring but you mentioned at one point that you really love the way that Zappos values having you know a very diverse workforce and all different kinds of folks and and how you personally feel that that really contributes to us working well together um, can you expand on that like and talk about what that means to you
1: yes um I came from the auto industry, so I was a total loss evaluator for three years for an insurance company. That sounds absolutely horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> the company was great. I actually really yeah. loved the company. Uh-huh. Um, the job itself, uh, dealing people, dealing with people who total their cars, they've just gotten into an accident, sometimes there is a passing, um, mm-hmm. they are out of a vehicle, maybe they don't have enough insurance. Um, so the job itself was really, really hard. hard. Yeah, it like was hard. Emotionally, almost. Yeah, yeah, it was hard, but there was very little diversity within the company as far as growth is concerned. Um, I was definitely a minority. So uh, coming to Zappos, I was so taken back by how many uh, women we have here in leadership roles and how diverse um, Zappos is as far as everyone doesn't look alike, uh, which which I love. And um, I'm Hispanic and my, my um, husband is Caucasian. So our kids are, you know, are mixed as well. And I love bringing them here to Zappos and seeing like my daughter interact with our employees who, you know, look like her too. Yeah. So um, that was really important to me. Um, and yet another pivot. I understand you've done some fire
0: walking. What's that all about? Why? Why would you? Why would you step on something hot on purpose? I did it twice.
1: I, well, the first time, well, you know, you go to a Tony Robbins weekend, and Tony Robbins, if you're familiar with him, he gets into your head, and he's insane, and he hypes you up, and it's not like he pushes you onto the fire. You voluntarily, excitingly want to, like, run across this. Um, so I did it the first time, but um, I had really lousy seats that time, and I was in the back of the line, so the fire had kind of cooled down, so it wasn't that Sounds bad. perfect. The second time um, we had VIP seating and we were in Tony's personal like fire walking group And, uh, you see, no pressure. You see these guys, they look like coal miners. They have goggles on and they have bandanas over their faces. And then you see them pour hot barrels of coals just in this line. And then you hear Tony scream, bring on the fire. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to burn my feet. Uh, oh God. But you know, uh, Tony does it. He does it. And you're like, okay here I go, and uh, I walked across the fire. They dump water all over your feet, but it really hurt. Not gonna lie, it, it hurt. <laughs> it hurt the second time, and I got blisters. So would I do it a third time? Probably, um, because Tony Robbins just hypes you up, so yeah, I would probably do it, and it was worth it. All right, um, wow, okay,
0: that, was, that answer was on fire. See what oh, I did there? Oh, I see, oh, mom jokes, I like it. <laughs> Which core value uh, resonates with you most, and why?
1: The core value that resonates with me the most is building open and honest relationships uh, with communication, it's core value number six. And this is a company that really promotes uh, truth and where other companies, the C-level employees go into a room, make decisions, um, and it trickles down. Here we practice holacracy, which was hard to get on board with, but um, now that we've been practicing it for years, uh, really gives everyone a voice and such an opportunity to bring up your tensions and really process those um, that it's made our work a lot more honest and mistakes are celebrated and you're always out of your comfort zone here at Zappos, but when you have those open and honest relationships and the trust amongst um, employees and the friendships and really deep relationships uh, with employees, it makes work one a lot easier to come into every day, of course, but sure. a happier work environment and um it doesn't feel like you're working with coworkers. It feels like you're working with friends. I know it sounds like I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and I probably am just a little bit, but um I've made some of my closest friends here at Zappos. So that's my favorite core value.
0: What's interesting? It's almost it's almost as if you were reading my notes, but a segue. Oh, i I promise. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're trustworthy, but um, <laughs> but where you know you you brought up holacracy and how that wasn't easy. So like you, you know, and you had also um, I heard you mention that like even in difficult times, like uh, back when the company did some layoffs, which was a really tough time for us, you know, 11 years ago, or the move to, to self organization, um, that even that was very difficult. That you still felt that company leadership was empathetic and cared cared about each of us as individuals. So, you kind of spoke about that. I don't know if you have anything more that you can add to that.
1: Yeah. Um, the layoffs in 2008 was one of the hardest days here at Zappos. And fun fact, uh, it happened on November 6, 2008. And November 6 is my birthday. And are you just trying to get people to send you gifts? No, it's just, oh my God, from? we had layoffs on my birthday that oh, yeah. sucked. <laughs> like, I mean, that birthday sucked. And so um, the layoffs. When the layoffs happened, um, it was a really sad time in the office that day, to say the least. There was a lot of tears. I don't think a lot of work got done that day, um, but what I remember, uh, I'll remember this for the rest of my life, Alfred, our CFO at the time, um, went around to every single employee. I was in CLT at the time. He went around to every single employee and he chatted with them and he checked on them and they cried on his shoulder. And just checking he, in to make sure they were okay. He offered comfort. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And usually amazing. CFOs, you know, I mean, they're going to be in their office and letting, you know, the other people deal with the layoffs. But mm-hmm. he, was, he was in it. Um, and that spoke volumes. Yeah. And then uh, it's weird to say that there were several happy hours that took place afterwards just sure. to um, comfort employees, to provide that closure, to say goodbye to your friends, um, and just really come together in a time that really sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a tougher pivot going from a very serious time in our history
0: talking about food. So um, rumor my has it, topic. well, mm. that, that's why I'm going there. So rumor <laughs> has it that you may have been the person most instrumental in Zappos now having a bistro cam. So tell me about that. What's what's the bistro cam all about? So
1: the bistro cam. Is this your cam. proudest
0: accomplishment in your 13 no, years? No, I don't
1: want that to be my legacy. I got a camera put up in the bistro. No. <laughs> um, remember me for well, better things. talk about it, please? I will, I mean, people, I will. Are, people
0: are on the edge of their couches right now. So
1: um, I was uh, pregnant um, for the first time with my daughter, and she was due September 25th. That means I was pregnant during the summertime here in Las it was Vegas. was really bad planning. And I know, I don't know what we were thinking. I was really hot. I was just really hot, like <laughs> just uncomfortable. It was my first pregnancy. I didn't realize that pregnant women are a few degrees hotter than everyone else. When everyone's freezing, I was like, no, this is the perfect temperature. I was just hot all the time, and you can't be naked. So I was just miserable in Las Vegas during the summertime. And the walk to the bistro, it's a good, like, probably seven-minute walk, which is fine. But in the Vegas heat, when it's 105 degrees outside, and when I'm um, so swollen that, like, I have to take off my shoes, it was just really uncomfortable. All I wanted to know is how long I would have to wait in line on my feet uh, if I went to the bistro to get food. So I said no, we should just have a camera, a live camera that watches the lines so that people, specifically maybe if you're an hourly employee and your your breaks have to be 15 minutes or less, um, they don't have to waste their time going to the bistro at peak hours. Maybe they can stop by the cafe instead and get a sandwich or a salad um, instead of going to the bistro, seeing a long line, being discouraged that they're not going to get back in time and just leaving and kind of wasting their breaks. But also I was hot and pregnant in the summertime. So um, I found funding and it was really really inexpensive because we already happened to have a camera that would do this that I think IT wasn't using or maybe our AV department wasn't using. So I asked if I could have it, and they said yes. And then I got with campus, and I got with legal, and I got with our security team just to make sure that I had all my bases covered. And all of um, this for a little camera. All huh? of this for a little camera, so a pregnant lady didn't have to walk during summertime. So now we have the. And here's changed lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I also think like you're more productive if you don't have to wait in a line. You can just like, nope, I'll go. I'll go a little later. I'll check on it later. I'll continue doing work. No, you've, you've, you've changed so, lives. You've changed things. All same. for a pregnant lady who didn't want to walk. I know. <laughs> I know. It's selfish. It's, but it worked out. It worked out well. Your leg, your legacy is solid. <laughs> oh my god. Uh,
0: so I mean, what el- what else should we know? And that's a wide open question. But um, about to wrap up, and I just want to see: is there anything else that you would like to leave our listeners with to wrap up about your Zappos journey?
1: Yes, I think oftentimes um, podcasts or anything, anyone talking positively about their company, um, people probably wonder. Ugh, they're probably getting paid, or they're probably. they to probably be clear, I'm not this. paying you anything. No, I know I, I, I work really cheap. I <laughs> okay, know, this is Um But I think a lot of people have a misconception of drink the Kool Aid at Zappos, or you have to be happy all the time, and that's that's not the truth. That's not that's not what happens. I mean, are there bad days? Absolutely, there are bad days. Um, but I think the good outweigh it, and the people that we work with are fantastic, and we're never. Encourage just focus on the positive. I think that's what makes Zappo so wonderful. Is like the truth is just out there, and the company just is what it is. And um, a majority of our employees are happy. Um, am I happy every day? Uh, no, but um, a majority <laughs> of the time, um, especially if you feed me. Um, but uh, yeah, I want like listeners to know that not it's not like drinking the Kool-Aid here. I think our employees. Um, I think our company invests so much in our employees, um, culture-wise, and just happiness overall that it trickles out. It trickles out to the community. It trickles out to our customers. So,
0: yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's an amazing way to close. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today, Maritza. Thanks, Jean. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Zappos Podcast. We'll continue to release episodes each week with conversations with Zappos employees, as told in the recently released The Power of Wow book. Support for today's Zappos podcast comes from the Zappos Expertise Team, who can help you to leverage Zappos experts to propel your business to the next level of growth. For more information on Zappos Expertise, please visit their website at expertise.zappos.com.